Hey, good morning. It is Wednesday, September 15th. A very happy National Double Cheeseburger Day to you, Kelly. Ooh, should I save up my calories and go for it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, what's the point of having a cheeseburger if it's not a double cheeseburger? I, my, when I was pregnant with my second child, that's what I had for lunch almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> Live Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Pregnant Kelly had a lot of good uh, food choices. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double cheeseburgers, nachos. Oh, double cheeseburger with mustard and pickles. That's the way you do it. That's where it's at. All right. It can't be one. It should be two. Um, all right. Let's talk about the National Mall. As it, There's a couple stories today that, that the National Mall is kind of is going to look a little different in the coming days and weeks. Um, first off, the Hirshhorn Museum, starting on Saturday, will basically be covered with a piece of artwork. Um, and it's really cool because it's actually going through some renovations. So underneath this artwork is going, they're like busy little bees, you know, doing, you know, whatever construction needs to be done. Oh, cool. The museum will still be open. Um, and there's also a bunch of new exhibits that are coming through there, but it's sort of a giant wraparound. It's called draw the curtain and it portrays, don't ask me a lot of questions about this. Cause I am just reading directly from the Washingtonian magazine that has the story. Sounds great. Okay. <laughs> portrays several black and white faces partially hidden by the drape and the curtains will be play, uh, painted green, blue, and yellow and red. The faces resemble classical sculptures and the curtains are inspired by 17th century Dutch paintings. I believe they just wrote, got that from the Hirshhorn too. I don't think <laughs> so. I don't know what that means. Are but those if... 17th century Dutch paintings I'm seeing on the Hirshhorn? Why, well, as a matter of fact, they are. But it does sound like it's going to be sort of the striking, cool, like these giant faces and bright colors. So if you see that, that's what's going on. That's really cool. And then it's still open while yes, it's happening. Yes. I've always wondered why they don't put things on the scaffolding when they're fixing things under the scaffolding. I think the, was it the Australian embassy who was doing work and they had scaffolding and then they had in front of the scaffolding, like an image of a building. Oh yeah. And you were like, is that, a, no, that's a, it, it just like I makes think it, the city look like it's still the city. Yes. I think, I think you're right. I think you're and right. And then they just tore the embassy down and they're building a right. new one. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I, I know, it it happens to the best of us. It was very surprising. Just one day, because they had the building cover up, just one day the embassy was gone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thought it was like a David Copperfield or Carmen Sandiego situation. <laughs> um, also happening on the mall is between the monument and the White House, there's going to be over 600,000 white flags um, commemorating those that have um, lost their lives to COVID. Yeah, I literally ran up on this yesterday. I was going for a run and I got some video right there of it happening. And I talked to the guy from the landscaping company that was putting it in. I was like, what's happening? He goes, oh, it's the it's the flags. Over 660,000 flags. They did a similar thing last year, but there it is uh, this year. Every single one of those flags over the next two and a half days will be laid and then it'll be there through early October if you go check it out. Yeah. Lots of and of course the the uh the car is still up on the mall too. I, I don't yes. know what week it is. There's it's a new car every week. So there's just like a lot of things to do and it's mm -hmm. you know gonna be a beautiful weekend and, and also I must add if we are talking about going out and about downtown, the Nats are in town, no chances of a playoff, so just enjoy the baseball game. 
Yes. And also, if you're going downtown on Saturday, there is like the domestic terrorist hee haw. So just be careful of that. Fancy going back up I, around the Capitol. I, I wasn't just, going to go there, but yes. I wasn't going to go there either. But just like if, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, let's go downtown, wee. And then they get there on Saturday afternoon when who the hell knows what's going to happen. I just want to just want to inform our people. I don't want our people to get caught in the middle of something that they don't want to get caught in the middle of. Fair enough. And if you do want to get caught in the middle of that, people, then that is your own decision. And you need to just do you. Because mm-hmm. that's First Amendment. That's right. Um, okay, let's talk about this new restaurant. I, I Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? <laughs> I'm going to, I'll set the table for you. Okay. All right. Thank you. So Derek Brown, he's, you know, beloved, uh, cocktail food man known for many, many, uh, different concepts, but of course his Columbia room, um, has been closed for a while during COVID is reopening and it's reopening with a twist. (laughs) It will be a tasting room with a $120 menu that will include cocktails that are sustainable to this planet. And that means there's insects, algae, and mushrooms in the cocktails. Um, one of them, actually, the photo that has been released with this announcement is sprinkled with black ants. And the black ants almost look like maybe you would put like caviar. They come in like a little glass jar with a little tin mm-hmm. top and they're black, of course. Um, the ants appear to be um, not alive, <laughs> um, so they're not. But it's be... a photo. How do you know they could just be sitting there, <laughs> just on top of the the uh, uh, the drink? Yeah. So um, this is all. You know, Derek says that this is sort of the future of food, and to look for sustainable ingredients. And insect insects, of course, can can be that, and they've got nutrients to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has some sort of worm cocktail with Mezcal. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think you set the table pretty well on that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a ton of follow-up questions other than are the ants locally sourced? <laughs> it's unclear to me. Oh, um, I mean, I would hate for him to be importing his ants when we have plenty of ants right here that we could be eating. Um, and you say that, and uh, I have my uh, a, a year-long contract with Crop Medcalf to do um, <laughs> bug extermination just because, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it's ants, sometimes it's roaches, sometimes it's crickets. Uh, and they're actually coming today because the ants have started appearing uh, outside our little kitchen area. Well, so. look at that. You should, instead of kill them, you should just, like, get a net and gather them and try to sell them to Derek Brown. Well, wouldn't that be funny if like Crop Medcalf becomes like a, a food distributor? <laughs> it's 2021. Things are weird, right? They're like, <laughs> that's their pivot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ladies. We, we, yeah, lady, we, we killed all the ants. That's what happened. Guys, get in the bag. <laughs> You're going to be on a cocktail. Better, better <laughs> life for you. I mean, what a way to go, right? Also, Derek Brown, um, we talked to him around the holidays about mocktails, and he is still using the chickpea water. So um, chickpea water can be used in cocktails in replace of like egg whites to still give it that like foamy frothiness. So, yeah. Well, and he says that the algae water that he uses is it got that briny, salty flavor. Think of like a dirty martini with the olive juice. So, you know, he's, he's he, at least he's thought it through. Maybe a little less cholesterol as well. <laughs> Probably. Uh, let's talk about the amateurs in space, shall we? Is SpaceX's turn? 
Yeah, so a little bit after um, six months of training, the Inspiration4 crew is heading up. Uh, they're the amateur astronauts from uh, Cape Canaveral. And it's the first all-civilian trip. They're going to be orbiting the Earth. Um, this is, I think, the furthest one, right? Because Blue Origin went to, like, sort of space. And Richard Branson went to also sort of space. And this one's going to be orbiting, it's like for three days, you were saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about exactly if it's like the highest up, but it is the longest for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going up there for a couple of days. So it's this guy, this billionaire who's funding the trip and it's not um, Elon Musk. Uh, it's this young uh, guy named Jared Isaacman. It's a healthcare worker, a science educator and a data analyst. Plus and the professor and Mary Ann. They're raising money for children's cancer. Love so it. you can't kind of knock that. No, not at all. Um, and, uh, you know, good luck, peeps. Go get them. I'm happy to go to space when there's a W with a midday rate and a pool pass. <laughs> On the moon. I don't think that's going to happen in your lifetime. No, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. This parts of Europe I haven't seen. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to check it off the list. Like you only yeah. have X amount of time left on this planet. Truly. <laughs> There's also parts of America that I haven't seen as well. Yes. We got, so my husband and I got into that conversation. I'm like, how many states have you actually gone to? And I've gone to more states surprisingly than I thought I did. So I was pretty proud of that number. <laughs> what was and it, like 10? No, I've gone to like 30 <laughs> states. Oh, that's good, Tommy. Yeah. And then like you factor in like the ones I'm just going to skip, then I have like three more to go. So here we are. <laughs> right. Like the ones that you just know you're not going to go to. Yeah. Like I'm good. I'm just, it's <laughs> my, one of my favorite comedians, well, actually my favorite comedian on the planet, um, Kathleen Madigan, because she has a comedy bit for everything. She has a whole bit called Skip It. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and be fine with it. <laughs> totally. In which she names the states you should just skip. <laughs> Okay. One of which she's from. So okay. I feel like that's fair. Isn't she from Missouri? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She says, just skip it. <laughs> um, This is really cool. I, I don't know if you're going to New York this weekend or not, but two of our best buddies um, from Arlington are going to be on the Jumbotron in New York City, in Times Square, as part of a big visibility campaign that they have going on with the National Down Syndrome Society. So Connor and his girlfriend, Sarah, snapped this photo from Best Buddies Prom uh, at home um, last year. And they put out a national call, the National Down Syndrome Society, for people to send in photos to be featured um, in an hour-long presentation this weekend at Times Square. And so um, really excited to see that they're going to be part of the of the presentation. More than 2,000 uh, photos were submitted from families across the country. And Connor and his girlfriend, Sarah, going to be featured. So it's so awesome. That's that's really sweet. It's very sweet. Congrats to those two. Yeah, and it's, I, it would be, be a big weekend in New York, too, because Broadway's opening up. And totally. a lot of people are going to see that. The restaurants are opening up. So it's perfect timing. And also the biggest attraction of the whole Broadway situation is that Carmine's is opening up on Broadway. So there you go. Yes. I, it's, not, I, it's not a meatball musical. A physical restaurant is opening up. So I know that they've, they've been waiting for this day for a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Kelly, you're um, definitely more of the uh, sports correspondent here. But um, yesterday, the Washington Nationals announced that they're nominating Max Scherzer for the Roberto Clemente Award. And I don't know if anyone has told them or not, but Max Scherzer is not a national anymore. Uh, yes, 
but the award each team so each team gets to nominate somebody mm-hmm. and this is for the player that like gives back to the community mm-hmm. and i don't think we can like max is done a lot in his seven-year tenure with the Nats. I mean, him and his wife just don't just throw money at it. They were very active with the Humane Rescue Alliance. Right before they left, they donated a bunch of money to a youth baseball field after he had been traded. I mean, he had given the money before he'd been traded, Mm -hmm. but the the fields could be named the Max Scherzer Field, Max and Erica Scherzer Field. So he has done a lot for D.C. Yes, and I'm not saying he hasn't. No, he's been like one of the greatest champions besides like Zim of like being Mr. DC. But he's not anymore. So was this an issue of like the paperwork had to be filed before they traded him? I don't know. I don't know about the timing about it, but I think it's something that we should be proud of. Does it say it's better to have loved than lost situation? <laughs> I guess so. And it's ironic because yesterday that announcement came out. And then yesterday also the LA Dodgers clinched their postseason spot. So there you go. We're going to see Max Scherzer in a postseason position at some point. Good deal. I, pre- I that sounds like fun. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, I still haven't watched a full game with, with Turner and, and Scherzer and Dodgers gear, but once the postseason starts, I'm sure I will enjoy that. Yeah. I've seen clips on YouTube and yeah. it's, it just, your brain's Striking. like, hmm. <laughs> I know that person. And I know those colors, but it's just a weird thing uh, to see. Right. So, well, congratulations to Max Scherzer. That's true. So um, if Max Scherzer wins your Roberto Clemente award, does he get it presented in a Dodger uniform or do they have him do a little changey poo before he gets the award? And so then like, what I, happens there? I imagine I haven't looked at the schedule for next season. I, it is out, but I imagine if he does win, there will be some sort of presentation before like a Dodgers Nats met meet up in DC and he will be wearing a Dodgers uniform unless we resign him. So. Okay. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for that kind of conspiracy theory, Kelly. I would like to see it happen. I don't, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you got to embrace the rebuild. I think that's what you just need to like focus on that. And then yeah. everything's going to be okay. I'm in. I'm in. As soon as they know who's playing, I will focus on who's playing. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to let, let the, the, the coaching staff first decide who I should pay attention to. And then I'm there. <laughs> okay. Just going to take me a minute or so. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So that's way to go, Max Scherzer. Way to go. Our Virginia Lottery Teacher Tour is back. This we can get excited about. This we can get so pumped about because we're going to be celebrating awesome teachers all around the Commonwealth. RealFunDC.com slash teachers to tell us about those teachers in your life that are amazing. We're getting some awesome entries. We're asking you to give us a little story. And then we're going to go out when the uh, time is right and the setting is appropriate to go honor some teachers with our pals at Virginia Lottery and with Georgetown Cupcake. And uh, joining us today is Jennifer Mullen from the Virginia Lottery. We're super excited to be joined by our pal Jennifer Mullen from the Virginia Lottery. My goodness, tis the season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Back to school in Virginia. How's it going, Jennifer? 
It's going great. You are absolutely right. This is my favorite time of the year at the Virginia Lottery. I love it when we are about to embark on an awesome uh, couple of uh, months of honoring our amazing educators. Can't wait. I think we'll go ahead and do it before you have to. Things are looking dynamic and they're looking <laughs> different this year. And we're tracking all of the back to school situations. And we are going to honor teachers like we always do with Georgetown Cupcakes and Virginia Lottery Scratchers. And we are going to do when, when it is appropriate and how it is appropriate for your school district. Now that that's out of the way, let's have some fun. Let's do it. We are super excited to get uh, the teacher tour kicked off this year. So uh, we can't wait, as you said, we can't wait until uh, we're able to um, honor some amazing educators all across the state. And you know, what's incredible is we thought last year was a little challenging and we have the, our new sets of challenges this year. But what we love about doing this is that it's an awesome thing to right, hang out with teachers, hear about what they're doing. But Virginia Lottery, not only have you been supporting teachers, you guys have been so supportive the last couple of years when we've had to really switch it up. You've been flexible, willing to kind of go above and beyond. And, and it's one of the reasons why we love to partner with you guys. And um, it's also pretty awesome to see when we bring these teachers a um, stack full of uh, scratchers, <laughs> their reaction. That's one of my favorites. Right. I mean, who does not love a Virginia Lottery scratcher ticket, especially when uh, it's free and you have the chance to uh, scratch and have a little fun and, and, and maybe win a little bit of money. And of course, the, the whole reason that we do these partnerships like this is, you know, the Virginia Lottery has been a longstanding supporter of our public schools uh, in the Commonwealth. Uh, since 1999, we've contributed all, all of our proceeds go to public education. So since nineteen ninety we've contributed more than $11 billion to our public schools, $765 million just last year. So we hold teachers, educators, all, all the, the school staff administration, we hold them uh, near and dear to our heart. And you're absolutely right. When we get to go in and have some fun with them and, and give them a scratcher ticket and some other swag, uh, it's just, it's the most wonderful feeling. You can get registered at realfunddc.com slash teachers to honor a teacher and an educator uh, near you. When you say $700 million in the last year alone, like what is that back to education? What does that go to? Like how does that help in the Virginia public schools? Sure. So we turn over all of our proceeds to the General Assembly and the, or, or the Department of Education per the General Assembly. And the Department of Education is actually the agency that uh, makes the decision on the distribution of the lottery proceeds fund. But I can tell you there's a list of about a dozen or so very specific programs that uh, support schools across the Commonwealth. Everything from school breakfasts to class size reduction algebra readiness, uh, career and technical education, which we know is, is super important. So uh, the $765 million just from last year is being divided amongst the 120 plus school districts all across the state, and it's being used for those specific programs. Uh, and what's also really exciting for schools is there is a portion of the total money that goes to them that's also discretionary funding, right? So what, what's needed in one school district might not be needed in another. And so there is a little bit of flexibility. Speaking of flexibility, Kelly, you mentioned that earlier. Speaking of flexibility, there's a little bit of flexibility for the school districts with how they use some of that money as well. 
That's really important that it's not just one size fits all. Here you go. Because Southwestern Virginia and Arlington and Roanoke and Hampton Roads, very different needs a lot of times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, regardless, we're, we're just, we are so thrilled and so proud that our mission is such an important mission. We know, you know, as you mentioned last year, such challenging circumstances for our, for our educators and administrators and, you know, headed into this year, things maybe are looking a little brighter in some ways, but there's still, um, you know, some flexibility that's going to be needed from our teachers and administrators. And uh, there's nothing that makes me more proud than to work for an organization like the Virginia Lottery. Uh, and I get to say that we have support for that really important mission. Those are the folks who are shaping our future leaders. Uh, so it's beneficial for all of us. Tommy and I were talking about this yesterday about how we're surprised but not surprised when we hear these individual stories of these teachers that are going above and beyond. Some ones from last year that stick out were the the teacher husband wife couple that were building desks yeah. for students in need that didn't have a desk in their home when they were doing the virtual learning. There was the librarian that was going all around her community with books for the students to check out from a safe social distance as they couldn't come in, into the school. And uh, I will tell you, we have kicked off this campaign and we've already gotten some incredible stories. So once again, it will be another year of just like learning these teachers um, story about not just how they're doing it uh, with their students, but their entire community that they're they're in and really making a difference. Yeah, there's no doubt. We we all know this, right, that teachers are doing so much more than just what is specifically in the classroom. We know they're they're teaching the curriculum, of course, but there's there's so much more to education. Um, you know, these these students are in their classroom for eight hours a day, but there's a lot going on outside of the classroom, too. And, and so, uh, yes, hearing the things that the teachers are doing that really, truly go above and beyond is is just so heartwarming. And, you know, another story I remember last year, Tommy and Kelly are the uh, we had actually, I think, several teachers who were doing drive bys to say hello to their students and to welcome them to the start of the year because they weren't going to be coming physically into the classroom but really just trying to make that connection with their students before they showed up virtually on a on a computer screen. Um, you know, those are things that teachers aren't necessarily taught that when they're going through school to get their degree in education. Those are things that just come from the heart. And that's why we love this partnership with the teacher tour and being able to to highlight all of those really awesome stories. You think of just like the gas and the miles alone to go to 30 students. And then you think of the kindergarten and first grade teachers who taught kindergartners and first graders how to use Zoom. <laughs> right. We had to teach some 35 to 42 year olds how to use Zoom <laughs> this last year and it didn't go so great. And so imagine like a herd of children that you're trying to teach how to use the mute and unmute button. Well, and Super now the kindergartners and the first graders are going to be able to teach us how to use whatever the next level of technology is, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So we're we're thrilled this is happening again. And as we said, we're figuring out how it's all happening, but we are super excited to hear from you at realfunddc.com slash teachers. Tell us about the teacher in your life. Tell us about, you know, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your kid's teacher. Whoever um, knows a great teacher in Virginia in the public school system is eligible to tell us about it. And we're going to bring him Georgetown cupcakes and Virginia lottery scratchers and all the things, all the things. 
all the fun things. Yeah. That's we true. always like to, we're the Virginia lottery. We have to bring fun wherever we go. <laughs> Good fun for a great cause, as I've heard. That's right. <laughs> Jennifer Mullen, thank you for your time and thanks for your partnership. Realfundc.com slash teachers. And Kelly, you've been in looking at the different uh, stories we've gotten so far. There's a bunch of great ones. Yeah, it's a little bit like picking your favorite child. It yeah. really is really, really tough. But we like to um, hear the stories and we also like to kind of visit the entire you know, Northern Virginia area and, and sort of spread out there. But um, it is it's great. It's great to hear that teachers are still doing their thing because it's just been a poop show the last 18 months. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that they're hanging in there and, and still uh, giving so much back to their students and their community. So you can nominate a teacher who um, is you <laughs> or a friend, or maybe you are a parent and you want to nominate a teacher who has is teaching your kid, has taught your kid. Any uh, educator or school staff member in K-12 public school in Virginia is eligible in Northern Virginia. So um, hit us up at realfunddc.com slash teachers. We're going to put a link in the show notes on the podcast today. And of course, you can go back and listen to hundreds of hours of podcasts. I don't know why you wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. We'll see you next time.